edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Tejan Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejan. So today we have another couple of good guests for you guys. You guys have both graduated from Nipissing in 2020 and 2021, respectively. Both these guys were associated with our men's basketball team program. Please welcome to Lakers Locker Room, Justin Hill and Kai Conklin. How are you guys doing today, man? Good, man. Good, happy to be on here. It's been been a long time coming. Been waiting for this moment. Finally got my my call. I'm ready to go. Let's get it. <laughs> Pretty good. I can't complain. Just happy to be here, you know? No doubt. So let's get into it. So obviously 2020 was a mess of a year. We're over halfway through 2021 now. So Jay Hill, I'll start with you. Looking back at this whole time, what was the number one thing you said you've learned about yourself during this whole time? Uh, the number one thing I learned about myself was kind of what I want to do after basketball. Uh, a lot of the time I just had pictured myself, you know, playing pro and, and basketball always being a part of my life, which it still is. But uh, I, I really learned what I want to do and like other hobbies, um, including like making music and my artistic side. So uh, that's that's really one thing I do is just like life outside of basketball, which I hadn't experienced in a long time. So uh, it's been it's been transformational um, this whole this past year and leading up to now. Yeah, Kai, would you say you picked up any new hobbies during the quarantine and obviously up to this point? Honestly, not too much. Uh... I still, I was mainly focused on school for last year. And then um, of course our club. And I think that, I guess you could count that as a hobby. That was the main takeaway. Um, just starting up this club and getting it running. Yeah. And in terms of uh, what would you say has been the biggest thing you learned about yourself during quarantine? Cause we had a lot of time to really self-reflect and just see what was going on with the world and everything. So what would you say was the number one thing you learned about yourself during quarantine up to this point? Uh, I guess uh, just about taking action, you know, I think um, that was something um, I had a lot of thoughts, but they hadn't been put into play yet. And I think that was one thing I focused on um, in 2020, 2021, just um, making sure when I look back on this time, when I had a chance to uh, provide action, that I felt uh, followed through with that. So I think that was kind of my goal. Yeah. So I've talked to pretty much every single guest on here about this uh, identity crisis um, that happens to a lot of athletes as soon as they, you know, leave school or have an injury occur or something. Now, what would you guys say well, graduating and, you know, having a crappy way to end the season would be some advice for some people to kind of prevent them from falling into this loop of I'm an athlete and that's who I am when really that's not, you know, what was some, some tips you guys got for some, from the young lads? I'll let Jay take this one. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> for my season, I was pretty lucky. I mean, we ended, in February 2020 and the whole pandemic started, well, I mean, it was affected us in March 2020. So I was lucky uh, timing wise to have my whole season. So I, I had really nothing to like look back on and say, oh, I didn't get to finish my eligibility. But uh, I would say just in terms of just like planning, knowing what you're gonna do after uh, ball. Cause a lot of people think that's the end all be all is like, I wanna play professionally. And like, you gotta have something to fall back on. Cause like you said, injuries happen um, and things might not work out. You might not get a contract. Like you just, you just gotta have a plan B always. Um, and and set, that'll set yourself up for success. And you won't have that kind of that law. Cause basketball, if it ends today or if it ends in three years or whatever you're doing, like athletic wise, it's gonna end at some point. So just be ready for that and set yourself up for when that does happen. Yeah. I think um, as the head of basketball operations, I, I know that 
Um, I can't really relate as much as a player, but I think that's something that me and coach Corey talk a lot about um, recently because of uh, a lot of our athletes. And I think Nikisa brought it up with the women's team. Um, and we realized that that's an ongoing problem. So we've been talking about it and it's more about figuring out ways to help you guys um, be prepared for the next step in your life and not have to go through those hardships as, as much. Yeah, I talked about it in the intro, but you guys both graduated from Nipissi University. Kai, you just recently graduated. Jay Hill, you graduated last year in 2020. So Jay, I'll start with you. So since you've graduated from Nipissi, what have you been up to in your life? Like what's been going on with you? Any new hobbies? Like what has Jay Hill been up to since you graduated from Nipissi last year? Uh, first of all, fully retired from ball. Uh, I actually, well, I'll take that back. I recently played pickup game last week at the waterfront. So I'm living in Toronto now. Uh, I go to George Brown College. I'm in the sport and event marketing program there. Uh, it's a postgraduate program. Really enjoying that. I kind of didn't really have a direction of what I wanted to do. And I, I took political science like as an undergrad. Didn't want to be a lawyer. Didn't want to go to law school. So now I'm, I'm on this like pivot. Everyone talks about that in the industry. But yeah, I've been able to use my network uh, also in California as well as uh, Canada and, and using like people I know professionally. So uh, that's kind of what I'm doing on that. I was working for the city up until May, the city of Toronto for a city councilor, but now I'm just doing my thing and, uh, and looking to get this internship soon um, when this program ends. So that's kind of what I'm up to now. And I'm, I'm enjoying the post ball life. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. No doubt. I'd say for you, I'll give to you too. If you get the opportunity, like I applied for this year, but if you get, have you heard of the Raptors Fellowship? Or the Wayne Choose MB Fellowship? Uh, I have I have not heard of it. So basically, it's an opportunity for um, a person to um, work inside the Raptors organization for the year. So you get to you know, work with the front office, you get to work with um, coaching staff, medical team, and all that type of stuff. It's a tremendous opportunity. So I applied for it this year because I was given to it. But because you're graduating now, I think you have a better chance to actually get it. So if you have a chance next year, definitely go apply for it. I think it's a great opportunity to look at, especially if you're trying to kickstart your career, you know, in sports and business, I think it'd be a great opportunity to test your luck and see if you can get that fellowship with the Raptors. For sure. Yeah. I'll, t I'll definitely take a look at that. Yeah, no doubt. Kai, I know you just recently graduated this past June, but um, what have you been up to? And obviously what are some goals that you have, you know, with your life moving forward post Nipissing? Well, T, you kind of know what I've been up to, but uh, <laughs> I'll uh, tell the rest, uh, I guess. So since I graduated, um, just been uh well of course we've been doing work with the club and uh just trying to figure out the next step i think um whether it still be you know helping out with the team i'm still officially with the team as of right now and uh just trying to help the new guys get um, adjusted and even bring in some some of our guys um uh, some new stuff so i've been just focusing on basketball stuff and uh just looking at the next step yeah uh, one one more real quick thing to add. I completely forgot. And I'm also uh, working with Jerron and Christian uh, at Love Love the Game Mentality, uh, just volunteering there. Yeah, I completely forgot to say that, but I'm just doing handling like marketing for them, taking pictures, videos, uh, kind of whatever they need and just helping them uh, kick start and, and build their their program over there. So, yeah, that's another thing I've been up to. Oh, wow. That's tough, tough. Yeah, so let's switch gears a little bit. So obviously, um, like you said, Jay, I know you retired from basketball now, or you said kind of, but um, how did you get into basketball originally? Uh, basketball was just growing up in California, just uh, 
my my dad was played in college um it was just always part of my life like I don't even honestly I don't even remember what age I started hooping at but uh it was always a part of me like you start earlier than in Canada so I probably started when I was like five or six to be honest playing ball um Space Jam ironically was my favorite movie growing up um they did a crappy remake of it I as I haven't seen it yet but I'm, I'm like I'm a I'm a take my time and seeing that because it was really like my favorite I idolized that movie like I, I don't even remember how many times I watched it but I mean that was where my like my first memories of the game and it just grew and grew and then it was something that was always part of my DNA like growing up so that was kind of how I started playing yeah quick question were you born and raised in Oakland or yeah yeah born and raised used to come here my mom is from Toronto so I used to come come here in the summer sometime but uh yeah born and raised moved here the first time I moved here was when I went to Nipissing when I was 20. Yeah and then Kai were you, you were born in Ottawa right? Mm-hmm. Yeah I know you got some family also in ATL so I guess I know obviously you didn't you didn't never play for a team but um so I guess talk a bit about you know your early years in the basketball scene like how you got into it you know what what makes what what is what are you passionate about with basketball like what is it that makes you click like all that type of stuff? Uh, well, I played soccer most of my life and I never like really loved it. And then, um, I just stopped playing, uh, or I focused more on, I picked up basketball and, uh, that was something that I I knew I loved right away. And after high school, um, I knew like it, it was still something I I really loved and, uh, you know, I'd do everything. Like I'd be watching basketball all the time and that stuff. And then, um, I met Jay, Jay Hill in my, second year right my second year year yeah yeah so it'd be my second year um and we were just always super tight you know and um he got me this opportunity with uh coach Chang uh to be the video coordinator and uh, I interviewed and um I got I luckily got the job and it was like super it was an awesome experience uh it was exactly what I love to do just taking video and analyzing it and like I'd just be doing it all the time like you know I'd be doing it till like 3 a.m and stuff and me and Chang would always be doing extra stuff and it was just such a a passion with me um just watching video and that's something I just love to do so uh luckily when Thomas Corey uh took the job the next year he uh gave me a bit of an upgrade I guess uh to head of basketball operations and then I got to be even more involved with scouting and me and me and coach Thomas Curry are like the closest you could possibly be like I'd say now we don't talk every single day we talk frequently always texting but like uh for a full year we'd be talking every single day till like maybe 3 a.m you know going over film going over a game plan it is super cool so I guess that's um my biggest takeaway and, and why I love basketball so much uh yeah for you Jay, how did you end up at Nipsey I think your first year of algebra you played at Juco correct uh yeah so I played at <clears throat> uh, I redshirted my first year at San Jose and then I went to transfer to Foothill College uh and then I played there a year and then I transferred here uh main mainly it was because uh, my uncle lived in North Bay and um, it was just an opportunity that I was really kind of stuck in the States and in, in a sense um, I didn't really have much offers and stuff like that so 
I just kind of took the chance and came up to North Bay and uh, it was probably the best decision I made uh, in life in terms of just just something I never would have expected, something I never really thought I would do, especially coming out of high school. So, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up in, in North Bay. You know, Jay, I got to bring up a story about uh, you told me about when you were originally from Cali, uh, the snow story, man. Can you tell us that? Which snow story? The... What you, that you thought snow tasted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Uh, how I thought snow had tasted like candy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, originally, um, growing up in Cali, I'd never really experienced snow. I'd never been to the snow. So, I always thought that I always thought snow tasted like candy. I didn't really know what it tasted like. I didn't think it where it, where it came from, that kind of thing, because it doesn't snow in California at all, unless you're going up to like to Nevada, basically, which is the next state over. So, uh, yeah, that I remember Jay. I was telling him that story. We were just dying about laughing about that. Yeah, but that was my kind of my first initial thoughts when I came to to North Bay. And there was a lot of snow in North Bay. I'll say that. I didn't even know that. Did you taste it? That's the real question. Pause. I tasted it. I tasted the snow. Let's we'll say that, and it it tasted like nothing. It tasted like water, honestly. So that's what it is. It's, it's, yeah, it is. That's what it literally is. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when you got to Nipissing, I think you got to Nipissing in 2016. So your first year at Nipissing, you were a part of the only player friend that Nipissing had up to this point. What was that whole experience like for you? Man, that was that was an amazing experience. We had a great group of guys that first year. Um, and I always look back to, you know, our leadership that year, JC and Christian uh, being like the two older vets that year. And they really we had we had a slow start to the beginning of the year. I know I wasn't playing very much the, the, at the beginning of the season. I would rarely dress, address like a few games. And then in the second half of the season, we went on our huge run. And that was when I really started playing a lot. And uh and it was just, it was great seeing our growth from the beginning. Shaver was on that team as well. And and we just grew from the beginning, like a young rookie class. I think we had six rookies that year. Um, and and then we just grew. We just kept getting better and better. And we went maybe, I think, maybe five or six game win streak. And we won our first game in the playoffs. And then we ended up losing to Ryerson, who had a great team that year. So that was an amazing experience, uh, unforgettable team as well. So that that was a great experience my first year, and it. Yeah, what would, what would you say in that first year was the biggest lesson that you learned? Uh, I I say great things come with uh, with time. Um, nothing's nothing's given. Uh, you got to take everything. So. I, I thought coming in, you know, I, I expected to play this. I expected to play a lot and I didn't, but I knew I had to work. I kept working. I kept playing, performing in practice. And then at the end and the second half of the season, that's when I started playing. Um, and, and I just kept that with me the rest of the way. I just knew I took that lesson for what it was. Uh, it was very humbling, especially the first half of the season, just not playing and coming in. Especially like coming from California, you think you're gonna come to Canada, like Nipissing University. You think, yeah, you're, I'm gonna play. Like that was what I was thinking, and it was very, very humbling. Um, definitely, looking back on it, I, there was times where I was like, yo, I, I was ready to head back to California. Uh, like question me on myself being there, and then I persevered. I stuck with it, and yeah, it was amazing. I never asked you this question because I was really curious. Because um, now that we're talking, so 1819, you guys had a 
really a veteran loaded squad when you guys didn't perform the way you guys expected to with all the experience that you had. Here comes 1920 season where, you know, new coach, 10 freshmen coming in, including myself. How difficult was that transition period going from a veteran-based team to now you're dealing with a young team that does has nothing, has no experience with the OUA, doesn't know anything about, you know, being a student at the university, all that type of stuff. How hard was it for you to originally transition from, you know, being one of the lead veterans on the team, you know, just playing the system to you actually have to take on a leadership role with these, all these young guys on the team now? Yeah, uh, it was, it was definitely a difficult um experience especially not really knowing until I think it was June of that year who our coach was uh who the recruits we didn't really know what recruits were coming in I think it was just was it me the twins and and, and Jaris who were coming back or Jason obviously and, and Shaver and Al Shaver, Shaver wasn't on the team the year before though oh, but, uh, yeah. but no, nah, it was it was a definitely a trying experience and, and the main thing that I knew coming in was you know, there's going to be a lot of giving and taking. I understood like what what coach had to do was, you know, bring on the young guys and, and give them an opportunity to, you know, play and, and do their thing. So uh, it was a lot of just taking, you know, a step back and realizing you guys had to grow, too. So that, that's a lot of what I did. Um, and and it, it was it was frustrating at times, especially at the beginning of the season. But to see our growth throughout the season was amazing. I mean, the way guys stepped up, especially uh, yourself included, um, to see that growth was 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 amazing for myself. Being a veteran, see, been there from the beginning, where it was all veterans, and then coming to you know rookie class, seeing you guys grow, and I my myself included grew as well. Um, we were I guess one game out of playoffs, which yeah. I mean, come on, we we fought we fought hard to get to get to where we were and to come up one game short. I think it was nothing short of amazing. So uh, it was taking a taking a seat, step back and and letting you guys come on board and do your thing. So uh, it, was, it was great. It was a great experience. Frustrating at times, I'll say that. Um, but but it was it was worth it in the end. And I think y'all are going to be great next year, too. Yeah, I'm excited for our next year. I do have to say this before I ask the next question. I do remember one time between me and you where um, I think it was around, I think September, October, right? I think it was September, the first time we started where, uh, so some men didn't hand in their, uh, I think their goals. And then some people missed uh, weights and so some people came late to practice. So coach keeps, keeps that changing for the week. I was one of those people that didn't hand it out. So I think he said, get in by four o'clock. I think he had in mind at 4.15. I remember going into the main change room and Jay Hill constantly looked at me and said, so your time is more, more valuable than mine. I was like, what? I was like, your time is so your time is your, so your, your what you're saying is your time is more valuable than mine. I'm like, Jail's like, okay. <laughs> after that, that was the worst NYU we had that season. We had four and we had to run 14. And this was at the time where we had to, this is before we did the 22. We were doing that was one. partially Spencer's fault. <laughs> no. <laughs> Poor I do. Spencer, shout out Spencer Bolden to go. My guy, I love you, Spence. <laughs> But the question I have to ask you, JL, is because we had Chief on here not too long ago. We there's a story that came up about a training camp where I think I think you guys are playing against each other, and at the end, I think Chief points up at the scoreboard. Do you remember that? Uh, I do not remember that. I, context? Like what happened? I, I don't I don't remember that one. Best way for me to put it was uh, to start off for everyone to understand. Jay Hill is the king of smack talk. <laughs> if anybody can get under your skin, 
it's Jay Hill, one without a doubt. So I remember, I remember this like to the T. It was right when the rookies came, and I remember you know all the seniors are pointing out, okay, who am I gonna just you know eat away at first and see who has who who can handle it? And it was it was like rookies versus the uh, I think it was a senior squad, but anyways, Chief was just playing hella defense. I don't think he had any points, but he was just strapping up. I remember you guys were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then at the end, Chief just pointed. And I remember us talking afterwards. Now you came up to me and you're like, hey, I actually kind of, I respect Chief for that. Like he's a, he's got that dog mentality, right? So that was a pretty I, iconic story from from that rookie class for sure. No, I actually, now that you bring that up, I do remember that. And uh, yeah, that was that was one thing I always did uh, when when we had a new class, especially even my first year. I would always challenge the rookies. It would, I would pick one out. I would say, I'm going at him. I'm just, just to test them, just to see what they got, right? Just to, just, to, just to feel them out. And the twins always knew I did this. They would laugh. And, and I remember I remember that particular practice. I was like, oh, let me test this, this cat, see what he's got. And Chief, Chief held his own. We know what Chief does. He's a dog. So, uh, so yeah, I remember from then on out, I was like, all right, Chief, Chief's got my respect. He's, he's a hoop. He, he can hand, handle his own. And he said, I'm not scared of you. And I was like, all right, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I was like, all right, Chief. Like, I respect, respect. But I do remember that. And I think, I don't know, you win some, you lose some. So they might have won that game. But, yeah, I do, I do kind of remember. I don't remember the score and stuff because, like, you know, that was so long ago. But, yeah, no, I remember specifically, you know, Chief and I gotten after it. And you know it's it's just two two dudes competing, man. And and I remember Chief did earn my respect that day. So yeah, that's a great that's great memories though. He's come a long way. And I don't know if you noticed, but you know he's lost forty pounds. I yeah. did. Chief Kai did tell me that. Yeah. I'm ready for y'all. I'm re- next season. I'm gonna be there if the, if we if we can go. And I'm gonna see see what y'all got. Not only did he lose forty pounds, but his average uh his uh running average is insane shout out to chief man shout out to chief like what you'll be hearing so far make sure to follow us on ig at lakers locker room and subscribe to our youtube channel while you're at it where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast part two of the lakers locker room starts now I definitely want to um, switch gears. Um, just knowing about you guys and, you know, kind of we started New Base together and, you know, the purpose of New Base was obviously due to the stuff that goes on with the community and stuff like that. Knowing you guys, and obviously since you guys have been there for at least four or five plus years, you guys have obviously dealt with some situations, um, you know, in the community with racism and stuff like that. Um, Kai, just to keep it obviously PG-13, you just talked yeah. a bit about, you know, how PG, hard it is. Not even PG-13. <laughs> you know, coming from Ottawa and then coming to, you know, never seen as not diverse, the very diverse set, going through some situations, you know, with race and all that type of stuff. Well, I can't get into a quarter of it even, um, but uh, it was definitely very difficult. Um, I think my first year, it was just, I was really young and I just didn't understand that racism is a real thing and that it can hit you pretty hard. Um, I think my roommates, God bless them. You know, I love, I love them and they're still my friends, but they were coming in from small towns. So they just didn't really know how to talk to me and stuff. And it was, uh, (laughs) they, not the ones I'm still close with, but there are a few that used to say some, you know, things that you probably shouldn't say. Um, and I think it was just about adjusting to it and like growing up really fast and just this crazy amount. There was, there was, I'll, I will say there was quite a bit of racism in my first few years. And uh, 
just learning how to deal with it. And it's just a tool that I, I can use for the rest of my life. Cause it wasn't just that year, you know, every, every year after that, but I think um, you just learn how to deal with it um, in the best way possible. And I have no regrets, you know, um, it's, it was such a great learning experience and it led me to be able to form this great club with my guy, president. Yeah. Hey, John. Yeah. Like you talked about, like we started new basis here along with myself, yourself, and Q and Shandon. For you personally, what was your reasoning behind why you wanted to start the club? I know your reason why, but for those who don't really know, what was your specific reason why you wanted to start New Base? Well, Even though you were, you were only going to be there for a year. Well, there was two. There was, um, I didn't want my guys on specifically, because let's be honest, the basketball team loads the brunt of uh, Black athletes, uh, the women's team and our team, of course. And uh, we're close to the women's team and we, we really didn't want that to happen to them and we didn't want it to happen to us anymore. And um it just kept happening to, unfortunately, me, Jay Hill, Dex, uh, the twins, and Jaden when he, he was here. Um, so we just wanted to kind of work on something to, um, to st- like stop that because we were getting tired of it. And we wanted uh, people that um, we've helped, we've, we helped build this program and we didn't want um, it to be kind of brought down by people finding out that, oh, I don't want to go to Nipissing. It's racist there, right? Um, now we now we can this club that will take steps to protect those uh, our new recruits and any any Nipissing student period that wants to come. And I guess my second reason would be, of course, the more recent events uh, with George Floyd when he uh, was murdered. Um, I know it, it really upset you and um, the twins and. Like the twins said on the podcast, I won't go too much into it. Uh, we didn't really appreciate the uh, message that the school gave. And I will say that the school throughout this process has been really amazing. And uh, it, it's been, it's been, you don't really know the full story until you, you join clubs like this, right? And you get the, uh, the time to meet the president and the vice president and all these people. And you, you realize that they made mistakes, but at the same time, they do have your back to a certain extent and they, they do have the right vision in mind. Um, but so that was kind of, uh, we weren't too happy with the statement released. Um, and we knew we had to take action at that point. And so me, you and Q and Shannon decided to uh, form this great new club called new base. Yeah. And you touched on it just now, but like I said, just meeting all the people part of the school, because definitely my first year, I didn't meet any of those people. Like I was, you guys know me my first year. My first year, I was pretty timid. I wasn't really trying to talk to nobody. So the being able to like meet all those people, you know, in the school and like in athletics and stuff like that, it was pretty nice to see. And all the progress that we made from when we started New Base back in like, well, we started the process back in November and then for it to come to fruition this past January was amazing, especially since seeing how far it's come in a short period of time. It's like, it just shows great promise. And it just shows that, you know, that this club has a potential to have a really big impact on the community moving forward. Because we know that there was something like this I think in the early 2000s, I think some Afro-Caribbean type club, but it didn't, it didn't continue because as, as you know, as the people that created left the school, so did the, the group, right? So it's been really important for us to try to make sure that the sustainability factor of New Base is there. So that even when we leave or when I leave in 2024, that other people can still keep this thing going. Um, staying on this topic, Jay, I really want to ask you, as someone who obviously grew up in the States, you've seen the stuff that happened with George Floyd, and not even just George Floyd, but just all the stuff that continues to happen in the States, you know, which, like I said, outside of George Floyd, you know, we had Breonna Taylor, you know, Sandra Bland, Philando Castile, Ahmaud Arbery, like, Michael, you know, Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri back in 2014. 
how hard was it for you to see all this social unrest that happened last summer, especially being a black man who was originally from the States and now living here in Canada? Yeah, and I'll give it a quick, another name, uh, Oscar Grant in 20, 2009. But uh, yeah, th these, uh, it's something, unfortunately, that, that growing up in the States, like you hear a lot about uh, unarmed black men um, and, and women just, you know, being treated wrong for the wrong reasons. And uh, it, it was something that I knew before, um, before this. And it's something that I always had researched. Uh, and it was unfortunate that it had to be something like that event uh, to bring it to the forefront of, of people's minds and education. But I think a lot of it, uh, we saw people, you know, speaking certain things, um, some saying different things that, you know, were positive, others that could be considered negative. But a lot of it was uh, people being un uneducated about, you know, topics uh, and, and relations. And, and I will say just, just right off the bat, uh, I'm very extremely proud of you, uh, T, Kai, and, and the twins. I wish we would have started something like that when I was at the school, because, I mean, that's something that's been needed for a long time. Like Kai said, uh, a lot of people just need to be educated on what's going on. And that's where it stems from. A lot of people just don't know. Ultimately, it's not their fault. Like, they just don't know. And, uh, and, and to have a, to, for you guys to start something like that, that's huge. And I, I hope, like you said, it continues to grow and grow and get bigger. And, and uh, more people, not even if they're Black, just continue to join and, and try to take part and grow uh, awareness about it. But, uh, yeah, growing up, um, it, it was something you always, you always saw and you always just kind of, just taken back like if you saw a cop you'd just be like okay you know I need to change the way I'm walking I need to you know slow my roll I gotta act a certain way and it's not right um and, and you know like I said it's just unfortunate that 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 had to happen for for uh for people to take notice but hopefully this will bring change and it's just only the beginning you know uh but but yeah great for starting yeah, I think like the best way to at least start with the change, because there's so many things that we need to change, which I'll ask about after this, but I think at least at the very least what we're doing right now is to start, you know, we just need to have these conversations, right? The reason why me and Jason, you know, took over this podcast and renamed it the Lakers Locker Room, because as a student athlete jail, you know this, where do all our best conversations happen as student athletes in the locker room, right? So that's our time to actually have like real thought-provoking conversation. I think especially with this topic, you need to keep the conversation going. We need to have conversations like people with yourself, myself, people that look like Jason, right? So like, we need to let people know that these things are going on, right? Like, it's unfortunate that it took until George Floyd for people to finally kind of realize what's going on. But the overall picture is that there's just so many things that need to be changed. It's not just, you know, police brutality, racial profiling, like it's systemic racism, it's microaggressions, you know, it's education system with like, when you look at um, special education, like they showed about a couple months ago, like the majority, I think like 75% of young students that are in special education are black or in marginalized groups. And once upon a time, I was one of those kids. So like, I know what that feels like, right? So like, there's just so many things that need to be changed. And I, it's unfortunate that it took last year for this to be brought up, but I have said this many times and I think Kyle probably agree with me, had George Floyd still happened and we had a 2020, 21 season, I don't think we would have been able to start new base. I think it would have always been a conversation. Mikai, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we probably would have always talked about starting the group, but I don't think we would have actually been able to do it because Kai, you can allude to this too. Like it was a lot of work starting the group. Oh yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, like, you and I had to write the constitution and we had to come mm -hmm. up with positions, the logo. We had to meet with the school. We had to meet with new school. Like there were so many things that we had to do. 
So I guess even though the pandemic was a terrible thing for a lot of people, at the same time, there was something to be taken out of it. And it was the fact, the fact that we had time. Like we actually had the opportunity to actually create this group. Because like Jahil said, man, it's so needed. I think uh, I think a lot of, I think what Jahil said that um, a lot of people are just kind of ignorant and it's, sometimes it's not their fault. I think that's kind of the vibes me and Jay got from being at uh, in um, North Bay for so long. Um, some of the people from outside of Nipissing kind of, uh, <laughs> they just don't know better. You know, if you've never been around a black person, how do you know what's appropriate and not? I think um, I'll, I can share a quick story. It's, it's very PG, um, but it's just, it's just kind of funny. Um, this old lady, uh, one of our former uh, players, um, he was just, uh, I guess, just getting into his new spot. And uh, this older lady came up to him and she's like, oh, this must be very new for you because it was snowing and stuff. And, uh, uh, and he's like, what? And she was like, uh, oh, because you, you must have just come here from Africa, right? <laughs> She had no clue, you know, she had no clue that black people don't just come from Africa, you know, it's just crazy stuff like that. Like, if you honestly, too, if you know your history, the whole world comes from Africa. Like, if everyone does it, yeah, yeah, even like there's African Americans, there's you know, there's so many different everyone in the world right now, they're 23 million, including Jason was white. You're gonna find like the smallest percent is gonna be African somewhere, like. The, the whole world comes from Africa. So you you talking about, oh, not you, but I'm saying you talking about, oh, you must have come from Africa. Um, I'm sorry. So did you. The whole world started from Africa. Yeah, no, no. I'm just, yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, I know I'm saying, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like just said, a cute like, little story, you know? Yeah, it's, like, it's like what Jay Hill said. Though, like the but it's stuff that kind of goes on that you yeah. just kind of have to, those are the things you kind of have to laugh at sometimes, you know? Yeah, and that's why, like, we're doing the mentorship program this year with our new base because going into the high schools and talking about this type mm-hmm. of stuff, right? Like, talking about microaggressions, stereotypes, have experienced racism, what does racism look like? If you um, see racism, how do you dress your head? Because so many people don't know these things, right? Like, you sure. say people come from small towns and think saying the Edward and the son and rap song is okay. And Jason, we have the conversation when your boys out starting the house, like, yo, you guys don't even say the Edward in the songs, right? So like things like that is like things that need to be talked about. Um, but yeah, Jason, I want to bring you back into this, you know, if you want have any other questions to ask these guys before um, you know, we get to our, our quick hitters. But um four is yours, my guy. Let's pause it and put on a side note quick. I don't know if you want to keep this in or not, but yo, didn't Kai, didn't you drop kick some like racist SOB at the club? <laughs> Yes, Jason. <laughs> I didn't put that in for a reason, bud. And dropkick him. He just, like, uh, Bro, like, I, from the I story I heard, you came out of nowhere and just leveled a kid. No, he did, he, like, he did. He punch at me, and then I dodged him and punched him. And he, he, he oh, yeah, that's the thing I knew it to Kai. I, I said on your Instagram, you're taking a boxing now. How's that going? That's yeah, fun. It's super fun. Yeah, like talk about man, talk about it, man. I seen like yeah, you. How much you get into boxing? Uh, well, my it was just lucky. This guy um was just giving lessons at the park, and my friend uh, knew someone who was taking the lessons, and my friend hit me up, and he said, uh, "Do you want to try this out?" And we tried it out. It was super, super fun. So now I just box every like one to three times a week uh, with this guy. He's an amazing trainer. His name is Tresa um i could give you the thing to maybe link but uh yeah i know he's a he's a really good he's a really good instructor and it's it's cool to see the progression in uh i made in a year and stuff he's 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 great yeah well, that's dope yeah because man 
seeing like how much energy like I, i'm seeing a lot of guys get into boxing like on instagram stuff that it's a lot of work getting into boxing i personally never sparred or anything like that but i think jason you can probably talk about because you do do you do kickboxing jason or what do you do oh i'm rambo and karate and then you said a little bit of just jujitsu wrestling for fun but that's about it but like the the stamina it takes to do it is oh the cardio is different man because yeah. it's all spurts and it's such a short time and you got to be like ready and especially it's if people literally like, yeah. different like it's it's not the same as like i i just find like all those cardio is kind of dip yeah 100 uh, especially like you got to think like yeah you can run or do sprints like there's no tomorrow mm-hmm. but you're getting punched in the stomach you're getting punched in the head mm-hmm. your legs could be getting chopped like you, you gotta be conditioned for everything you know worst case scenario now you look at you know a guy like khabib he just manhandles the top athletes in the world and you look at them in round two, 10 minutes in, and they look like they're ready to collapse. So, well, we can talk to you guys all day. So, but Jay Hill, Kai, has finally had the chance to have you come on. So, we really appreciate it. So, now we're getting to a quicker segment. So, this is the part of the podcast you mm-hmm. ask, I guess, the question, and they have to answer as fast as possible. So, Jason, you have the questions ready? Yeah. Perfect. So, I'm going to go with the order of my screen. So, every question we ask, Jay Hill, you, you, you answer first, and Kai, you answer second, okay? Yeah. Okay. First question, who's your favorite artist? I'll go with Easy one for you. I'll go with Cole. Kendrick. Uh artist or a song you guys have on repeat? Uh Burner Boy. Okay. Okay. <sighs> I'm not sure. Uh that's I should have known this. I listen to your podcast all the time. Uh I'm gonna go with uh, "Real as It Gets" by Little Baby right now. Oh, oh! By the way, did you did you see? I know this this comes out like a couple months from now, or, or this is two months I pre-recorded. But did you see the mix I dropped? Yeah, you saw it. I had uh, to... The mix you dropped? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot. I like it. Yeah. No, I, I, it's a shame we didn't get to put that in the intros or sorry the uh, warm-ups this year. That's oh, next year. Oh no, no doubt. Oh, the song, right? Like the the mix. I mean. Your mix, we'll get to put that in the warm-ups. In oh, that's it. No, I'm talking about the, the video. Like, Which, on his Instagram? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Like, oh, I, yeah. Why'd you yeah. <laughs> that kill, yo, that was legendary, bro. You narrated it over it, my guy. Wow. Yeah, that was <laughs> dope. Different, that was dope. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Superstar. <laughs> oh, You know, he told me, yo, I'll say like a 10-second, um, uh, like, narrative thing to send it to him. He, he saw me and said, yo, like, this this, this thing's going to go crazy, but I need to get ball clips. It's all right. And I got a couple ball clips and then boom. But it came out really nice, though. You're working, P. Yeah. I'm excited. Jeez. Uh, next question. Um, all-time favorite album? Illmatic by Nas. Oh, yeah. You going back to 94 on this one? Okay. Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, it might go back to 2012. Oh, favorite athlete? That's just a cool piece. Steph Curry. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe. Oh, Kobe. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's my thing. And J- I literally just said before, Jay says, please don't say Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to double that. He, he's my second, but I'm not going to double that. My favorite yeah. athlete's Kai Conklin, man. I watched him airball seven seven straight. <laughs> I have uh, but you video. don't talk about the times <laughs> me and Spencer absolutely annihilated you and Alex, huh? You don't talk about that, huh? I was actually going to bring that up in the podcast. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I was going to bring that up. Uh, next question. Uh, last show you binge watched? People just do nothing. Okay. Y'all are going to roast me for this one, but uh, too hot to handle. 
Banger. Such a, such a good show. <laughs> so good. This season was wild. It's fun to watch with friends too, you know? Yo, Cam's an idiot. Cam is Cam? an idiot. Cam? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Marvin. Marvin? Yo, I love Marvin. He <laughs> yeah, kills me what happened after the show. He's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. It's all good right now. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm big watching Wonder's World right now, so I'm big watching 90 shows too. So okay. Uh, Jason, next question, question. All right, if you could spend a day with someone dead or alive, who would it be? AI, Allen Iverson. Okay. I'm. I, my answer is Kobe, but I've listened to most of these podcasts, and everyone says that. So I'm gonna go with my uncle. Okay. He's alive, right? No. <laughs> uh, next question. So this is a personal one for me. Every person's come on here so far has, or actually, well, now we'll see. We'll see. But um, J Ho, do you like pineapple on your pizza? Nah, if I'm having pizza, it's not with pineapple on it. Um, but I have I have had it before, but it's not definitely not something that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have pineapple on my pizza. Yeah, like, why go out of your way? Yeah, for it? no, it's like nah. it's like raisins in like carrot cake. Like, why put raisins in the carrot cake and completely mm-hmm. ruin the cake? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't say I don't like it. I can't say I like I'm never gonna order it, but I do like it. Like I do like it. Okay. On the fence a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I do. Alright, you see our next question. Alright, um milk before Ooh. cereal or cereal Ooh, before milk? <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> cereal before milk. Nah, hey John, never. This will never <laughs> work, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> no one will ever. That's quick mass right there. <laughs> no, no Jason side with you on this one. No, Jason, tell me about your friend. Yo, do you guys remember Nick from Begbe? My roommate in first year. Yeah, bro, he. I think so. He was same boat. He's a he's a milk pourer, huh? <laughs> yes, milk first then cereal, always. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I was the first person I've ever seen that did it, and I was like ready to just jump out of res. Like, what did I just win? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That was hero killer vibes. Wow. Uh, next question: What's one thing people don't don't know about you? That I play the saxophone. Really? Oh, jazz. Yeah. Okay. Still do it to this day. To this day. Wow. wow. I didn't even know that. That's a really good one. Oh wow. Wow, that's a really good one. I don't think I can top that one. Uh. I guess we just talked about it, but I box a bit. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that at all. When did you start playing? Uh, when I was when I was nine. But I picked it up, put it down, and uh, I just wanted to play it. So I originally started out playing the piano, and then uh, I just begged my mom to to let me play the saxophone, and then she, she got me, put me in the school band. Yeah. Them wooden yeah. things, you know, the mouthpiece part. You put the wood. To- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's nasty sometimes. Yeah, because yeah. Like, all soggy and stuff. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the answer to this next question, Jason. So you got question number ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, go to two K team. <laughs> oh, that's e- Warriors. That's easy. No, but we couldn't. We haven't been able to use them for so long. But um, uh, that's, yeah, that's Atlanta. Atlanta for sure. You're so trash, Atlanta. So okay, so I've beaten you every time with them, but never. Now he's lying on the podcast, guys. Don't listen to Kai. <laughs> Don't listen to Kai. Uh, next question: What's one skill you wish you were good at? One skill I wish I wish I was better at math, like quick math, statistics, that kind of kind of stuff, like the number game. 
Um, I guess I'll just say singing. I know everyone says that, but it is such a good one. T T always says that one, and <laughs> oh, no, honestly, it's our most popular. Answer. I got no pipes, you know. Yo, a- I'm surprised, man. I'm the only one that's been saying swimming, bro. I, I hate swimming. I hate swimming. Yeah, I can't, bro. I'm, I'm the worst swimmer. I, like I try and diving too. Dipping for Zed. Oh, I was so bad. Like I was, it was ridiculous. I was, I was always in the deep end. The only the only time I was not in the deep end was great now, but that was because I had a torn meniscus, so I was like in swim that day. But my parents told me to swim when I was six. So I always I always joke because I always break the stereotype that black people can't swim. Like I know how to swim. Respect. Mm-hmm. We can't. <laughs> it ain't a stereotype. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jason, next question. Question. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Alternate universe. I don't know if you guys care. I'm kind of going with this one, but different timeline, same you, but like different timeline. What would you guys be doing? Ooh. Uh, I'd probably be like an inventor or something, you know, making, making something, just creating something. Cause I, I'm I'm a creator naturally. Like now that I've that I've been out of ball and stuff. So yeah, I'd be, be inventing something. I'd be the exact same, no difference, nothing. Okay. Uh, final question. So some people struggle with this one. So if you need some time, take your time. So Jay, I'll ask you first. If you can make a soundtrack of your life, what three sounds are you using? Ooh. Uh, probably Life's a Bee by, uh, by Nas. Life's a Bee, we can't, we can't say what that is. Um, can we go back and forth with Kai? I'll say one and then give. Yeah, me that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bounce. Uh, okay, bounce I got away. one right now. Um, uh, I guess the bigger picture that'd be a good one by Little Baby. Yeah, love it. Probably just right now, God's plan or something. God's plan, probably like Drake. I know that's the easy. Yeah, God's plan. Just solid. Oh, yeah. uh, I got Answer by Tyler Creator. Okay. Probably Poetic Justice by Kendrick. Okay. Oh, well, Kai, you got last one. Everything I Am by Kanye West. Okay. I actually was last season, so my three would be Started from the Bottom by Drake, Grinding on My Life by Nipsey Hussle. My moment, which is a DJ drama, Meek Mill, Two Chains, and then I flip, I flip between these two, but I probably would go with Unjudge Me by Cowboy, and then the other one is I Remember the Name by Four Minor, but I probably would go with Unjudge Me by Cowboy. Okay. Grade Six Classic, let's go. So those would be my so the first three are definitely my three. Then I usually add like my fourth one is kind of like the tweener, but uh, but yeah. But anyways, that's all the time that we have. So Jay Hill. Kai, thank you guys so much for coming out. It was long overdue, but we finally got you guys on the podcast, man. So we appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, appreciate y'all having us on. That was great. It was fun. Hey, shout out to you guys, huh? This is a really cool platform, you know. Uh, we're happy you guys got it started, and especially uh, Tejan with his 16 new projects every week. Uh, mad respect, man. You're making a true difference, and it's, it's very cool to watch, my guy. Yeah. yeah repeat what kai said yeah you, you guys are both doing big things um and keep it up just keep up that work keep grinding 
appreciate it. And that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Lock. I want to thank our boys, Jay Hill and Kai, for joining us. You can find the videos interview on YouTube and listen to all, the full interview on all podcast streaming platforms. See you guys next week. Yo, tune in next week to see if I slap Kai and 2K. <laughs> <laughs>